Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the loon. Hearing the loons on the pond makes me want to celebrate their return by sharing a story. According to Huron legend, the sky goddess Ataensik was out walking one day and came upon a plant she had never seen before. She pulled it up roots and all to examine it. And, peering into the hole she created, she saw a vast expanse of water below, and she lost her balance and fell through the hole. A loon who was flying by looked up and saw Ataensik falling. To save her from drowning, the loon caught her on its back and, calling in its eerie voice, summoned other creatures to help, for the cry of the loon can be heard over a great distance of water. Soon other creatures gathered together to decide how to help Ataensik. Snapping Turtle appeared and invited her to stand on her broad back. The Council of Animals decided that Ataensik must have earth to live on, and so all in turn dived down to the bottom of the sea to bring up some earth. Beaver, muskrat, duck, and frog all tried to get some earth, but without success. Then Loon, who can dive deeper and longer than any other creature, finally succeeded in bringing up some earth. Then Ataensik took the earth and spread it over Snapping Turtle's shell. The earth then grew and grew, forming a great land and sprouting forests, and creating Turtle Island, where we all live today. The loon is considered to be one of the oldest species of birds in North America, having lived here for millions of years. Ojibwe lore claims that the loon was the first creature to come north as the ice receded after the Ice Age, just like they do each spring now after ice out. The nation of Canada honors the loon as its national bird and puts a flying loon on the loony, its dollar coin. Loons are large birds, over two feet in length. They spend most of their lives on or under the water, where they can dive as deep as 200 feet and stay underwater for as long as five minutes. It's always fascinating to see them disappear a few yards away from my canoe and reappear many minutes later, far off down the lake. Unlike most birds, whose bones are hollow, the loon's bones are solid, This enables them to sink into the water and stay submerged. A loon's legs are placed so far back on its body that walking is difficult, so they make their nests at the water's edge, where they lay two to three olive-brown spotted eggs. Both parents share the task of sitting on the eggs, which hatch in about 30 days. As soon as the down is dry on the baby loons, they enter the water with their parents. You can sometimes see the babies riding on their parents' backs as they acclimate themselves to their life on the water. Loons are great flyers, too, but they cannot take off from land. Instead, they must run across the water, flapping their wings until they can build up enough lift to take off into the air. In early fall, I have often watched loons practicing their takeoffs day after day as they get their wings in shape for their fall flight south or out upon the ocean. Most memorable is the call of the loon, which many consider to be the true call of the wild. Norwegian lore says the loon's call is the voice of those who have drowned. 
Siberian lore says the loon's voice marks the ascent of a soul heading for the afterlife, riding on the back of a loon. Algonquin lore says the loon, called Quimu, was the messenger of the culture hero Gluskabe, who taught the loons their eerie call so they could carry sacred messages down to the creatures of the earth. To me, the call of the loon is the compelling voice of nature, and each spring I love to get out on the water to hear their beautiful song close up. Blessed be, you've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley. <laughs>